Hello everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of the Healing Minutes podcast. My name is Amanda Mapoka and I'm so excited that you decided to join me today. We're going to be having a conversation that I think you'll be able to relate to if you've ever felt any feelings of loneliness or lack of companionship. We're talking everything friendship and what it means to be a friend. Stay tuned. According to some unverified statistics I found online, the average adult has 40 friends. This includes two best friends, four close friends, and five work buddies. Now, I don't know about you, but this doesn't sound like me at all. To be fair, I'm not sure I can be considered an adult yet, so reaching this level of social connection might be a few years in the making. But right now, as it stands, according to the study, I'm pretty far behind. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people that takes pride in cancel culture and not letting people get close to me. I actually celebrate having close connections with the people in my life. I may not have 40 friends, but I have at least 9 really good girlfriends who I've known for the better part of of the last decade. I regularly go out and through my various social commitments, such as my book club, I've been able to meet new people and form bonds even as I've gotten older and making friends has gotten a lot harder since high school. This, however, doesn't mean that once I'm in those friendships, I have it all figured out. Another study, again, completely unverified, found that millennials had a hard time making friends in general, but that once they had them, they were more likely to fail at keeping them than people of other generations. This got me thinking a lot about the topic of friendship. What makes a good companion as opposed to a bad one? Do we all have to just accept that friends drift apart or should we be fighting for our friendships as much as we fight for our romantic relationships? To that end, I could think of no better people to unpack this with me than two of my own very good friends who have over the years I've learned a lot about friendships from. I'm talking about Dumin Tuzang, influencer extraordinaire, stylist to the stars and digital entrepreneur, and Nsisi Huruti, corporate bae by day, and a badass DJ by night. Today, I asked them to join me and help me to tackle things like boundary setting, pillars of friendship, and other conundrums that arise anytime you try to form a sisterhood. So the reason I wanted to have you guys on this show, first of all, welcome. Welcome to the Healing Minute. Thank you, darling. Hey. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about friendship mm-hmm. and yeah. what exactly friendship looks like. You know, we're young, but we're getting older. We're getting a little bit wiser. And I just wanted to have a conversation with you guys because honestly, you guys are, are on the level, the tier of best friend to me. Yeah. And I, I, there's, there's no one to have. Um, this conversation with outside of you guys. Yeah. Hmm. So do you want to go first? Oh, or I go first? <laughs> what exactly? Like, I feel like in Sikiboki, I don't know what to say now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so much. It's the best. And so, well, let me should go you. first. Let me tell you. Um, okay. I found a study online, right? Mm-hmm. That says millennials aren't very good at making friends. 
but mm. that when they make friends, they aren't even good at keeping friends. So yeah. I wanted to know what you guys think the reasons for that might be. Um, I can't relate, eh? <laughs> can't relate, to be honest. Like jokes aside, I'm not good at making friends anymore. And I think that just happens as you grow up. You kind of get over the whole um, rekindling new relationships and stuff. You kind of appreciate what is already there. And I think for me, that's what's happened. I've had the friends that I have now are people that have been in my life forever. I think my newest friendships, there's a friend of ours called and she's our she's my um, newest friend and I met her in first year of varsity and all these friendships that I have ones that started in high school in primary they're still good to go but on the issue of being um it being difficult for millennials to keep friendships I don't know I don't know maybe it's um it, if it could be social media I'm not sure and I understand we were always very quick to run to blame social media for a lot of things. But this one particularly, I think it's because there's a lot of chatter. We have so much access to people's thoughts and um, views that chatter, I think, it, it can kind of hinder what we really feel or what we think friendship should be and the likes. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, absolutely. And not just friendships, just relationships in general, not romantic relationships only, but like we saying friendships, um, family, everything. We just we let people's chatter get the best of us and what works for us. Because yeah. you know, in our friendship, what how we do things is not how other people do do things. Like what we do, carona guys. Like it's you know, you know what okay, Dumi likes things this way. And I really appreciate that, you know, black and white. She likes things to be clear, you know, and I respect that. I respect Amanda Are. I like people who are creative. I like people with ambition. Yeah. I appreciate that. You yeah. know, I won't I won't allow the chat to no, your friends must accept you for who you are, or friends need to no, like I'm not forced to accept you guys for who you are if it's trash. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's also another principle in our <laughs> friendship that we hold for us. Like, I'm not gonna accept somebody's behavior if it's trash. And yeah. thank God, we're always very quick to call ourselves out. Like, if I have trash behavior, we all have that thing where we call ourselves out for it. So I think we just have this thing in my friendships and our friendship that we know. This is ours. This is us. This is sacred for us. I initially suspected that one of the reasons millennials were having a hard time keeping and making friends was because we were a very busy group of people. We are the generation of slashes, you know, lawyer slash photographer slash part-time CEO, and that consumes a lot of our time. Where does one even find the mental capacity to pursue new friendships? But the ladies hit on a point that I hadn't even considered. Social media. We're living in a world where we're constantly connected to thousands of people across the entire world. And this creates an illusion that we're making quality connections. Okay, I love meme culture as much as the next person, but there's a reason I had to leave Twitter. It's not real life. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to say. I have so much to say, but I feel like I'm going to say a lot of nonsense because I'm trying to make it short. Um, yeah. 
Firstly, I agree with Nancy. I don't personally relate to this thing of um, millennials aren't good at being friends, making friends, keeping friends. Not to say I don't know that it exists. I don't relate to it on a personal level. Does it exist? Yes. I agree with the fact that it exists. And I think there's many, there's like it's layered. There's a lot that goes into this. I mean, one social media, like Nancy said, does factor in because I think one, you ha- well, ha- we have access to a lot of clutter where people are saying, um, this and that um, and also still on the social media part you now have a lot of I don't want to say there's too much access to other people that you think are your friends so you sort of Definitely. forget that you need to pour into Amante and I's conversation in private because that's my friend just because mm. she liked my picture does not mean she knows what's in my life you know what I mean good you need yeah. to know that there's people that you have access to on social media. Hey, babe, you look great. Thank you. Please share this recipe. Okay, cool. But those aren't your friends. Like, don't forget mm-hmm. that you still need to pour into your friends, your actual friends, and make an effort. So because you have access to chit-chat, you have access to, like, a lot of people, you think, oh, my God, I have friends. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. When it comes to real friendships, it's the conversations that happen one-on-one. It's conversations like this. It's the calls. It's the seeing each other. So I think social media does um put that into 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 the whole into the whole play of millennials don't make friends or can't keep friends mm. still on the social media part I think then we also deal with like different standards of what you think life is supposed to be and this relates to interpersonal relationships right across whether yeah. you see that you know, Nsi's man posted that he got her this, you feel like that's how your relationship should measure up. If Nsi and Baputing and Amanda went to Thailand, you feel like for any girl's squad, we also need to take a yeah. But that's yeah. that's not the case. Like, what do you see on social media? And I always say to people, maybe I feel passionately about it more because it's my line of work and I'm able to detach and tell people that this is literally 40% of my life. There's an entire 60% about how I relate with people I relate with what I eat, what I wear that is not posted. So if you're going mm. to then take my page on Instagram and think that is who I am and that's how I relate with NC, then you are setting yourself up for doom because the conversations that happen between NC and I when we are in our private space, you'll never get to see it. And if you're going to mm. measure my friendship with NC based on the selfies that we take, uh-uh, <laughs> no. I was literally just about to ask you, you know, you built a brand on kind of being a girl's girl, right? Yeah. And you vocal about, you know, supporting girls and loving girls who are nice. You call it nice girls. Yes. How do you draw the line between being friends with someone and just showing kindness? Like, where's the line? Okay. So... As an African child, automatically Ubuntu is instilled in you even if you don't want it. Your parents will instill it in you one way or the other. Ubuntu, Maiteo, in English, it's just decency. And I feel like it's literally the bare minimum. If we all went about life being decent human beings, you don't have to be exceptional. You don't need to be talented. You don't need to be opinionated. You just need to be decent. All these other things are extras. If you can be opinionated, yes, halala to you. If you can be creative yes great we celebrate you but decency is such 
um a bare minimum concept that i feel like if we all had the world would be a better place so i'm able to draw the line between being a decent nice person or being a friend to see because if i'm going to walk into a restaurant for example and sit down and maybe the table next to me has the menu and the waiter hasn't brought mine yet decency is saying hi may i please have a look at the menu that's it simple mm. say hi say what you want if it's possible get it say thank you if you bump into a girl and a girl is in the bathroom and she's crying and she's not having a good time, decency says to you, say, hey, um, I can see you're not fine. Tishunyana, or I hope you get better. You're not mm-hmm. there trying to spark a conversation and ask her about her life. She's not your friend. But if but you're just saying, I see you, I see you. I think for me, mm. the nice, the concept of being nice stems from saying, I see you. I don't necessarily know you. I don't, I'm not saying we have to be best friends. I'm not saying you need to like what I like. I'm not saying um, I want to then start doing sleepovers and braiding your hair. But all I'm saying is I see you and I respect you as a human being. That's it. At first glance, the rules of friendship are pretty straightforward. Be kind, be honest, be authentic, set boundaries. Simple, right? But what happens when you're navigating friendship in professional spaces? Part of the reason I don't consider myself an adult is because I don't hold a traditional job. And this article says that an adult has five work buddies on average. But even the short amount of time I spent in corporate, I only managed to become friendly with the girl I shared a desk with. So I don't really have the best opinion. Nsi, however, is a very, very good person to have this discussion with because she's in a very unique position. She's been in corporate now for a couple of months and has been a DJ for about a year. She has a very nuanced perspective on what it means to show up as your authentic self in professional work spaces. And see, you're like one of the realest people. Like you're you're a real down girl and you're unafraid of being a little ratchet, which Yibble. is what I love about you. Yibble. How do you show up authentically, like as 100% you while still being considerate of this person that you're trying to befriend? Okay, so me particularly, and I can only speak for me, it's because I've never been the cool kid. Like from primary, high school, I've never had to be, I've never had to fit into any stereotype. I was just always there and see. If I was ratchet, it was like, oh, okay. If I was great, it was like, oh, okay. So I think that's, that's made things a bit easier for me to just maintain this energy. Also, it helps that my friends are also people who, to say like to put it in simple terms they accept you for who you are if you're going to be ratchet and dance on tables do you boo boo so for me I think that's helped me stay I don't want to say grounded because you know I guess you passed out anything yet (laughs) but jokes aside it's it's really helped me to just be who I am and stay authentically me and not to say it's it comes easy because life comes at you. Hey? Yeah. So ever since I started working in a nine to five, I've noticed that in order to get somewhere, in order to try to just maintain a certain level of consistency, there's a hierarchy that ex- that um, exists in the workplace. And because you're trying to go somewhere, you're constantly trying to please. In yeah. entertainment or just 
other industries, I get that there's a certain need to please, but you're pleasing an audience that is your audience. Everyone has a right. niche market, like they say. So if you're just in see as a person, as a personality, has her market that is going to accept her for who she is. Ever since I got in the workspace, yeah. nobody's going to accept you for who you are. I'm going to make it. Yeah, your personality. <laughs> so lately, that's been the biggest challenge for me in trying to um, stay me, still have my thoughts, still have my um, creative ideas or just ideas in general because you're always constantly trying to please a supervisor or a boss or a head of management. So it's really difficult. But I just noticed that, you know, if you have a good, and it's so cliche, saying this if you have a good support system if you have people who are grounded around you it goes a long way this is not who you are it really helps so for me to just cut the story short that's really gone a long way okay so we've established why there might be a problem making new friends but what about the friends we already have? Could there be something that we're doing to be chasing them all away? I wanted to talk a bit about friendship deal breakers. <laughs> um, <laughs> what away from a friendship without like any, like a deal breaker is a deal breaker because it breaks the deal, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Is, Everybody does this, you're out. Mm. What are um, some of those for each of you guys? Do me, you can go first. For me, it's just Mutomak. I don't like liars. Don't lie. Like, because here's my thing with lying. I'd like to think I'm very open-minded. If I don't agree with you, I'll tell you that I don't agree with you, but it's you and it works for you. Do you? And I think people do the same for me as well. So there are times where I don't think you guys agree every, with every decision, but you'd be like, listen, and that's how our friendship is formed. Like, we respect each other and each other's. If it's a mistake, I will make it and you guys will be there. But you won't come and say, I told you so. But it will be more of a, we had to let you do your thing. So, for me, I never understand why somebody would choose to lie if they have a safe space like that, right? Because I'm just yeah. like, if you're going to lie... And whether you lie about me or you lie about yourself, the problem with lying is that it starts off as little white lies, but we're getting older. You know, you start to lie about things that matter. You actually start to lie about me as well. So for me, lying, um, to, I think, inconsistency, listen, we're, we're busy. And for me, inconsistency cuts across every interpersonal relationship, friendship, family, um, relationships. If yeah. um, I get it, we're busy. Maybe two years ago, we used to be able to chat every other day on WhatsApp. Sometimes we don't. But right now, I think we're all at a point where if you know you need one, two, three from Amy, Amy's there. If you need to ask and see for something, for advice and see's there. And the consistency obviously differs as the years go by and obviously as we grow older. But consistency in the general sense of I never, ever doubt my 
position in my friend's life because they go to the consistent love, consistent support, consistent talking smack, consistent laughing. I need that consistency to be there. If at one point I feel like I doubt my position in your life because maybe, you know, you ain't taking my calls, I can't speak to you, um, I can't see you, but you can do it with other people or just inconsistency for me, I can't. I'm a really low maintenance friend, really low maintenance, hey? So I think the things that you guys said are just the, the, the icing on the cakes for me. What my deal breaker is, is maliciousness. Just straight up maliciousness, mm. hey? Buloy. Buloy. <laughs> because if you're inconsistent, <laughs> the reason why I say I'm low maintenance is because it's fine. Inconsistency, I'm okay with it. I have this specific friend. You guys know Sandile, right? Me and Sandile yeah. can probably talk like twice in a year. Sometimes yeah. more. And the inconsistency doesn't bother both of us. I can still manage a friendship with that. But buloy. Yeah, you just you didn't want something for me. Mm-hmm. And we can sit around yeah. and, and you know I used to be the type of person to say, no, but you need to understand the person did it because of A, B, C, and D. Nope, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if it's because your daddy wasn't around. I don't care if <laughs> I don't care if it's because, you know, nobody like I don't care. Maliciousness, straight yeah. up maliciousness. Yeah. There was an intent to hurt you. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my yeah. deal breaker. Like pe- people that, that don't wish you well. Exactly. Like, what do you mean? What if? And yeah. I yeah. Really around that. You know, when you tell someone good news and they, they are not like. They're not happy like, for congratulations. you. Congratulations. No. Man. No. Give me zero. <laughs> and you can, literally, <laughs> you can literally feel the energy. The energy shift. No, I'm like, saying. Being in a space, even for one moment where I feel like. This girl, badly. Like, Amy's not happy yeah. that I got this job or Amy's not. It's one thing to feel like, ah, oh, man, I wish I could have gotten that. I'm happy for her, but I wish this could happen for me as well. And I feel like we're open enough with each other to be able to acknowledge that as well. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Give me zero. I can't. And you know, friendships are such an intimate thing. And in first year, Amanda used to always come at me for always for being like um, a boyfriend girl, a relationship hun, always putting my relationships before my friendship. And I'm so <laughs> glad I had Amy as a friend because yeah. I think that is definitely one of the most important lessons I've, I've gained from having her in my life. And I don't, okay. I was eventually going to learn Amy, <laughs> the importance of friendship. But Friendships are such an intimate thing. They're not fickle. Romantic relationships, they come and go. You can be with somebody for five years and sure, you guys know the ins and outs of each other, both figuratively and literally. But, (laughs) 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 but, you know, it can end. They can wake up one day and decide, I'm not in love with you. Friendships aren't that fickle. The intimate, the friendship, I came across this article that was saying people don't know how to make friends. So I actually just wanted to get to find out from you guys what are some tips that you might have for people who are looking to put themselves out there and build solid friendships. Hmm. I think I think be authentic, yeah. be yourself. Um, the last thing that you ever want to do is 
be a certain way to please Amandle and then you know two years later you feel like oh I I'm, I, I, I'm tired yeah. so be yourself if Amandle is going to be your friend let her be your, the friend to the real to me not what you think she wants to 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 experience yeah. and then two um I think align your goals in your life, your choices with the people you want around. So if you know that right now your career demands all of your time and you can maybe pour into three or four good friends and a partner, stick to that and keep it moving. Don't then feel like you need to have different clicks for different things because you don't even have the time to nurture those clicks to start with. How are you going to make more? You know, because sometimes there's really no need for more. And I think that's the conversation yeah. that people don't know. Most of the time when people say, I have like five or ten good friends, that's it. And there's a lot of negativity around it. It's because people always assume that means you don't want to be friends with people. Mm. That means you're not loyal. But sometimes if you're loyal to that five and you and that five have been through the most and continue to live and pour love into each other and nurture each other then it's okay i just think we need to normalize knowing that it's okay to not be friends with everyone at the same time yeah Yeah. right on right on the spot for me i think um the two elements that i think particularly for us keeps our friendships going is um just Respect, one, respect cuts across all, all yeah. relationships. But, uh, yeah, respect for your friends' choices, respect for their decisions, respect for who they are. Mm-hmm. as well. It's these soft skills also in friendships that go along with. is very important. We teach here a lot, you know, we joke yeah. around. I know when Amy's joking, I know when Amy's joking. But there are certain things that will move in my mouth. Maybe I hear I hear other people yeah. saying talking a certain way with their friendships or behind even their friends' backs. Ah, she knows I'm just joking. If she was to hear this, but it doesn't matter. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> it's very important. It's very very important. So for me as well, I think if you want to nurture relationships, I hope that was the question. If you want to nurture those yeah. relationships, we center respect each other. So what did we learn today? Whether you have 40 friends, 10, 3 best friends, or one good friend who also happens to be your cousin, it's not the quantity of people you have in your life that matters. It's how you show up in each one of these friendships. Your kindness, loyalty, honesty, love and support, that's what makes you a good friend. And people are drawn to you when you simply just have positive energy. Whether you're doing it for a small group of people or for 100 of your closest people, These friendships should really nurture you and encourage you to be your most authentic self. I count myself lucky to have found my tribe, but if you haven't yet, that's completely fine. That's actually one of the reasons I created this podcast, so we can start to build a community of people who can help us along in our healing journeys. Head on over to the Healing Minutes Podcast Instagram page, click follow, and look forward to your daily dose of positive energy, podcast quotables, and updates. Until next episode... I love you always. Bye. I just wanted to tell you guys something. Can I? Yeah, Would you let yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, over the years, you guys have truly been a gift 
to my lungs and I am so blessed to have you in my life in my tribe because that's what we are we're a sisterhood we really support each other we're so real I never have to pretend I never have to suffocate who I truly am I can just be myself and you guys accept me and that's what I think is at the essence of a real true friendship so just thank you I love you guys Oh, I love you guys too. I always, Thank you, Amy. I feel like part of my Twitter brand is my friendship with you guys. I cannot brand it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I work on the My jokes aside, I've always said, I'm so glad I get to experience my friendships as friendships. I'm so glad I get to experience you guys in this way. Wow. God has his favorites and it shows. <laughs> 